Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. Today, BJ Armstrong and I break down restrictive free agency, why it benefits the teams, and what kind of deals John Collins and Lonzo Ball can expect. We hope you like this one. We hope you learn something. And most importantly, we hope you get buckets. So enjoy this episode and make sure you subscribe. Anyway, you know, talking about players and, you know, off-season, opting in, opting out. I want to talk to you about this. Now, I don't know if it was on this show or whether it was on the Heat Check show or or whatever we were talking about. But I remember in the first round of the the playoffs, I said to you, either the Knicks or the Hawks is going to massively overachieve. And that's going to have the drastic impact on their off-season expectations moving forwards into next year. Now, of the pair of them, it has been the Hawks who have massively overachieved. They're in the conference finals. With Giannis's injury, they have a very real shot of making the NBA finals. We're talking about Phoenix Suns not being in the playoffs for a while. The Hawks haven't been in the playoffs for a while. This is Trey Young's first go at it too. So that brings me to this question. And we've had this conversation throughout the year a couple of times, but I want to know how's your opinion right. changed because they offered John Collins a new contract, which he declined because he wanted to bet on himself. Now, if you're the Hawks and you make the finals or even you push the Bucks to a game seven, if Giannis comes back and you lose, whatever, you keep John Collins, you give him the money he asked for, or do you let him walk? Well, I think what you do is the following. I think you sign John Collins at the number you think is whatever that value is that you feel he will give your team in moving forward because because they offered him four years 90 mil here's the deal if if the atlanta has been great they've been great atlanta could have very easily lost in the first round if they lost in the first round i wouldn't have been like i wouldn't have been like that was an upset or they were the lowest seed but they don't Okay, right. Yeah, I think they were the fifth seed. The, the Knicks were the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. If they would have lost in the first round, I would have been like, successful season for the Atlanta Hawks. I would have. I didn't expect them to beat the Sixers. Raise your hand. If you, now if you are, if you're an Atlanta Hawks fan, even the Hawk fans who said it, they probably said it like, uh, we, we just want to be, we just want to be competitive. They beat a Sixers team. Now, the Atlanta Hawks now, they could beat a team right now, minus Giannis, and get to the NBA Finals. But if everyone is healthy, you can't tell me that you think that this team is better than Brooklyn <laughs> or a healthy Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, I, I they beat Philly, but I didn't think they were better than Philly, right? They beat Philly. Mm-hmm. So I think... You have to be realistic. You need, yes, you need talent. Yes, you need toughness. But you also, Mo, as I'll tell you, and I was fortunate enough to be on the other side of that, you need a little luck. Mm-hmm. The Atlanta Hawks have been terrific. Trey Young deserves all of the credit. Nate McMillan, all of those players in the Atlanta Hawks uniform. But they've also 
got the right bounces, the right plays, the right this, and things have fallen their way. And you should take advantage of it. But if you told me if next year, when the, when the, when, when, if you tell me next year, if a healthy Brooklyn is, and Giannis comes back, hopefully he comes back healthy, you're not going to convince me <laughs> that the Atlanta Hawks, we're all going to be sitting here saying, that's the team to beat now in the in the Eastern Conference. Okay? I, I think it's the same as the Heat last year. Yeah, yeah. And, and no one and, afraid and, of the Heat. And I year. and I hope John Collins, okay, get what you're supposed to get, whatever it is. You should bet on yourself. Young people, always bet on yourself. But while you're betting on yourself, it's also important that you have truth tellers to understand what you're what you're doing. Because you can over you know, you could oversell yourself or you can totally miss the market. He bet on himself. They played phenomenal. They've been terrific. I think he has great value in the league. I think there will be teams that will offer him in restricted free agency, whatever that market will, will bear. And then he has to make a decision on where he feels most comfortable. And I think he's in a great position provided he has a clear picture of what this market really is. Because if KD and those guys are healthy, it could also be a first round exit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel you. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? This league now, this league, this league can turn in a heartbeat, just like a series can turn in a heartbeat. And Rumble, young man, rumble. Uh, John Collins, rumble. Right now, things are looking great. And I hope whatever I hope whatever he's looking for, that he gets it. But at the same time, let's just keep it here where you're saying, okay, I pushed my market to where it's at. I know where I fit in the, into this picture. And I know my lane. And go from there. And, 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 and hopefully it works out. If I'm Atlanta, how could you afford not to sign up? Mm -hmm. You got to at least... This kid is—he's terrific. Him and Trey Young—they got great chemistry. They got great chemistry. But again, you know, I'm—I'm I'm a little older, and I'm not trying to get into the ego part of it. You know, I—I I think he will be well compensated no matter what. <laughs> he oh, does. he's getting that bag. We would put it like that. He's yeah. getting that bag. But the question is, yes. from where? I personally, because obviously for the Hawks, it's difficult moving forward because they're going to extend Trey with that super super max and. They've got other pieces and they've got other young guys like DeAndre Hunter, et cetera, et cetera. It's tough. I feel like they keep him, but I feel like if there's a team out there who throws him a, a max offer that, like, because I feel like they're only going to keep him if he takes a little bit of a discount to stay there. Who's that, John Collins? John Collins, yeah. I feel like okay. he's not going to get the max here's the thing. contract that he wants. But here, here's the thing. Here's the mm. thing. The Atlanta Hawks can offer him more money than anyone else. This is what the Atlanta Hawks know. Mm. So let's but just make sure they that can we offer him what proof. But they can offer him the more money. But moving forwards, when they have to extend the rookie deals to DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and a bunch of these other guys that are going to need new contracts, Bogdanovich, when his, they won't then have the space if they commit that money to him now. But they can offer him more money. They can easily, they can go into luxury tax if they so desire. They can do it. Now the question is. Are they willing to do it? Is ownership saying they they're going to do that? That's the that's the million dollar. 
restricted free agency favors the team. Yep. Because they can offer him a fifth year and more money at a mm. higher percentage of the raises. So he has to make the decision on what's best for him. Now, if you're telling me he's a max player, you can debate that. You can debate that right now. Here are, here's a max player. A max player in my book, if we want to say a max player, okay? I, say, I try to boil it down to two things. You're going to affect my bottom line, which is winning and losing. If you're a max player, I expect to win. Because mm-hmm. if you play a guy and that player can't help you win, he's not a max player. Uh-huh. Or he affects your top line, meaning people will pay to see him. He's going to fill my arena. Mm-hmm. Now, if you, if you are a max player, you got to do one or both. I prefer let's, – let's look at the max players. Giannis, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, LeBron James. Now, if you're telling me you can affect the bottom line, you can just go and win a game by yourself or win a series by yourself. Luka Doncic, Trey Young now. Mm-hmm. So you're going to affect the bottom line or the top line. Let me, but, but let me also say, Mike Conley, Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton, okay, okay. Andrew Wiggins. I, 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 you know what I'm saying? I, I, There's teams I, 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 I'm out there. I'm gonna speak for BJ. I'm gonna speak for BJ Armstrong. I'm gonna speak for BJ Armstrong. If you go build a championship team, <laughs> but we, you we, better we, make sure. <laughs> it, it, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm not criticizing anybody. As you would say, secure the bag. Secure the bag. But that's if that's what I need it, to say. You know what I mean? If like, you get it. But if you, but again, if you're building a team, and if you're going to pay a max player, he better do one or both of those things. So a lot of people didn't pay to see Tim Duncan play. But Tim Duncan affected your bottom line. Mm-hmm. They paying for that championship much. <laughs> Carter, on the other hand, Vince Carter may not have have the same effect on winning and losing as to say a Kobe Bryant, but people play to see Vince sanity. hundred percent. Understand what I'm saying? hundred percent. I get you. Michael Jordan did both. Affected your, he did both. That's why he was Michael Jordan. He did both. He affected your bottom line, and they paid to see him. That to me, my friend, that's a that that's not even a question. LeBron James, that's not a question. Now, if you're telling me that player, for me, he's got to do one or both before we could even have that discussion. Because if I pay a player who's not a max player, it will guarantee that I have no way of improving my team. Let alone telling you what fans really want to hear, which is, hey, man, we can compete to win the final game of the season. Now, so whoever you pay, you better make sure he does. <laughs> I just <laughs> boil down to those two things. Now, if you, I'm not mad. If you get it, good for you. This is my point, though. There are teams out there who don't have that mentality because we've seen guys get paid, and, and I'm not mad so, at them for getting paid, but 
as a young player in the NBA, you got to be looking at like, yo, this guy got paid and I know I'm better than him. So I'm going to not take this offer. I'm going to bet on myself. And like, I'm watching these Hawks games, right? And I'm seeing this guy go for offensive rebounds. And I look at the game, I go, yeah, this is definitely his contract year. The, the way he's trying to get after it right now, I'm like, he, he's trying to get that money. And I respect it. And I respect it. But just know that if the Hawks think like you do, but they don't think that he affects the top or the bottom line, whatever their opinion may be, I think there are a couple of teams out there in the league that will. That favors the Hawks. That's what the Hawks want. Yeah. Because they can only pay him if someone offered him the Hawks will will take that in a heartbeat. Why? That's a discount for the Hawks. They didn't have to offer him the max. They just matched it. I feel you. You understand? Yeah, yeah. You, you under the the Hawks are saying what I'm saying quietly. I. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the the Hawks are saying just like okay. Let's just take another example. Zach Levine, he got an offer sheet, I believe, is from Sacramento. Yeah. That's a discount for the Bulls. They just matched it. That makes sense. That makes sense. You you follow me. You understand yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Then they're not going to offer the full max of what they would have had to offer then anyway. They have the ability to pay him five years and a higher percentage from year to year because they are the home team. You have every incentive to stay with your home team. That's why when guys go to other teams, it's always like the money doesn't really matter to them. You understand? I get you. You understand. So if the other team offers John Collins a four-year deal, the Hawks are quietly going, yes. <laughs> so we gonna see him in you understand? You yeah, understand yeah, yeah. why? Yeah. So the Hawks quietly are like, they hope someone does it. Because now they got him at a reduced rate. They didn't have to give him the fifth year. They, they maxed him without maxing him. You know there what I'm you saying? Go. And then they can say, we value him so much, we're going to lose him. And now the press conference is happy. They gave him the four-year max because he went out and got a dip. And they're hey. quietly <laughs> in the room going like this. Bravo. Now, now, you know, now what would make it interesting is if there was a team out there that could actually match the max max deal on the free agent market. Now we have a decision to make. Mm. <laughs> that's now. Yeah, that's what I was now doing it's beautiful. So as an agent, I'm gonna put my agent hat on. You have to be careful to say, if I go out and get Let's say I go out and get an offer. Am I actually devaluing the player? That's why you're the best in the game, my brother. You understand? I see what you're so, saying. You, so the only way he can really find out what his true value is, is to take the qualifying offer and go become an unrestricted free agent. When you unrestrict it, now... We're going to find out who's who and what's what. <laughs> hey, 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 now we can say, now you got to go secure the bag. Why? Because teams know there is no restricted free agent. 
some teams won't even give him an offer because they don't want to be used to get the Hawks. It. Yeah, yeah. You follow me? Yeah. So just a just a little for us here, for here we can let's keep it. You know, it is proper it's gems, more gems yes, coming at yes, you guys. Yes. Listen, greatness only. That's some knowledge right there. I'm gonna remember that. Yeah, I'm gonna well, remember you gotta that. be a GM. So, so you are you would quietly you quietly going, hey John, I hope you get the max because mm-hmm. you save money. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. The intricacies of NBA restricted free agency and all of that are fascinating. The last player I want to ask you about, the last player I want to talk about right now is Mr. Lonzo Ball. The New Orleans Pelicans, who are in a different position because John Collins has been an integral part of this Hawks run and an integral part of his partnership with Trey Young. Whereas Lonzo Ball on the New Orleans Pelicans, I feel that what he brings to a team, as beneficial as it is, is no longer necessary in New Orleans because they're running with Point Zion as the facilitator on offense, and Brandon Ingram needs the ball in his hands too. And they've really trying to turn Lonzo Ball to a 3 and D kind of guy. But we all know he can do more than that. There are teams out there who will offer him, apparently. There are certain teams who are looking to offer him something around 20 a year. I've heard that the Pelicans won't match anything over 19. I don't know how valid that is. I want to put a disclaimer there. But that's an interesting situation to me because unlike the Atlanta Hawks, I don't think New Orleans are hoping he gets offered 25 and they can match it without paying the fifth year or, or the more money that they would have to pay. I feel like they're hoping no one offers him anything that high so they can keep him at a reduced cost. Or if he does go, they'll try and sign and trade or they'll just let him walk because... I don't think they're trying to pay him 20 plus mil to be a three and D kind of guy on that team. You know, I'm going to be watching his free agency. I'm going to be very attentive to his free agency. I'm with, with great interest. I'm going to be watching his free agency. And the reason being is because without question, when he's healthy, he's, he's a terrific young player, terrific talent. Two way. Yeah. He, he, He's got, he's, first of all, he has nice size at the position, great feet on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And he understands that position. Like he knows how to pass. He knows how to pass ahead. He can see over the defense and he gives you multiple efforts as a defensive player. Now there isn't a player, there isn't a coach in the league that would say they wouldn't love to have a a, a player with Alonzo ability when he's healthy the interesting thing about him is he hasn't been healthy and he's a young kid okay so this is a concern because does that mean that his body is not strong enough to take or to manage the workload does that mean he has one of those bodies where you know he can't play starter minutes I don't know these are questions we have to ask but when he is healthy Alonzo Ball every single night is a he could he could he could be somewhere around a triple double mm-hmm. because of his ability to pass the ball to rebound to defend you know he's improved his shooting I mean he's really you can see he's what I love about young players I always I always like to say this to young players I don't care who's the best player in the draft I like to know who's the best player after the draft Alonzo Ball has improved 
since he's come into the NBA. So that means this young man has spent time in the gym. I love that. Now, I what I don't know is what is the workload capability of Lonzo Ball? Like, can I drop him off at Team X and say, we know we can get 30 to 38 minutes a night from Alonzo Ball over 90% of the time? Because he's a young player. Because that, to me, is going to be the question on whether he gets, I don't know, 18 million or whether he gets 25 million. If he can play 75 to 80 games a year, for the next five years. Mm. That's a good, that's a, if you said 25 million with that, with his, with his skill set, I take that all day. Well, he played 55. He played 55 of the 72 that they had this year. Last year he played 63. The year before he played 47 and the year before he played 52. But, But this year, every season of his career, he's averaged over 30 points per night. 30 minutes per night? Oh, yeah, 30 minutes per night. My bad. My, yeah. He's definitely not average over 30 points. <laughs> I was going to say 30 points. Let's get his guy to max. <laughs> 30, 30 minutes per night for his whole career. And, you know. This, this, this I, is, I, this I, is I, the question. I'm, I'm not so much. But when I say I'm a fan of Lonzo, I'm not a fan of, like, how these kids are fans and they queue up and go crazy. But, but I believe Lonzo Ball is better than what you can see. I believe he's better than what his role in that Pelicans team with Stan Van Gundy allowed him to show off this season. Because right, no. he's improved every season he's been in the league. When he first entered, he was shooting that sideways fling, whatever you want to right. call it. He's changed his entire jump shot form. So well, this year he was shooting 38% um, from behind the arc. He had a stretch well, where he was shooting. I, well, well, I will say this about New Orleans, right? Clearly... There was something going on there, and I and I like I like Stan. I know Stan personally. I consider Stan a friend, but clearly, it was a bad match or something that needed to be changed or needed something needed to happen down there. So, yeah. this is what makes this complicated here. Was this a bad match for Lonzo, or? Or was this a bad, or did Stan show you exactly who he really is? Or. Okay. Or. Or. What I've been told is that Zion, who is supposed to be a power forward, but Zion has been saying to the people around him ever since he came into the league, I want to be a point guard. You see what I'm saying? Is he wants to be a point guard rendering... Lonzo Ball's point guard abilities are necessary to that team. Okay, well, here's here's the deal. Here's here, here's the deal. And we're going to leave you on that cliffhanger right there. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, where we talk all things New Orleans Pelicans. We talk about can Zion and Lonzo coexist? The comparisons of Zion Williamson. Is he like LeBron James? Is he like Charles Barkley? How the Chicago Bulls shut down Charles Barkley? 
we've got so many gems coming at you. I can't even describe, but we decided to pace it a little bit. Hit me up on Twitter with the feedback about the podcast. How long do you like the episodes? How regular do you like the episodes? Also, in tomorrow's episode, we get into discussing the young players around the league and the young teams. The difference between why the Grizzlies can make the playoffs and the Pelicans can't. And I go on a little rant about Devin Booker and his 70-point game because, you know, as a Soics fan, that one hurt me in my soul. But anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you tomorrow for another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. And as always, get buckets.